And Tom, uh, remember when we all rented that house down the shore with the bed bugs? <laughs> Summer of 78. Carlo, Silvio, Frankie Napoli. Place up the beach. Yeah. Sonny Spence from the Bronx rented it. Huh? That's where that hippie kid mysteriously drowned during that party. <laughs> hey, Tom. You OK? Yeah, yeah. You sure, T? You're being kind of quiet. Well, it's because, uh, remember when it's the lowest form of conversation. Tony Soprano hates his friends. Welcome to Cut to Black, a Soprano sit-down. My name is Jim Scampoli, and I've seen every single episode of The Sopranos. My name is Jacob Burrows, and I've seen 80 episodes of The Sopranos, and I remember when I haven't seen, hadn't seen any. <laughs> and what a journey it's been, and we're getting right up to it. It feels like we're en- entering uh, the final stages where... Perhaps for the last time, Paulie is almost killed for being annoying. Uh, we will see if that ha- if they- it feels like that was the pitch for this episode, uh, which is episode 15 of season six. Uh, who put this thing together, Jim? This episode was written by Terrence Winter. That's a name you've heard before. Uh, I'm not sure if you'll hear it again or not. Uh, it's directed hmm. by Phil Abraham, who was uh, worked his way up. He was a camera operator on The Sopranos. Then he was a cinematographer, and this is his television directorial debut. He went on to direct episodes of Breaking Bad, Mad Men, The Walking Dead. Uh, what else we got? Bates Motel, Daredevil. So what a what a what a nice springboard! Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and go direct TV. Very cool. One of these success stories we keep hearing about. Uh, well done. Also, Jack Ryan, uh, <laughs> Castle Rock, Daredevil. Maybe you said that one. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Um, feels like a. Um, it feels like one of those episodes that there's stuff going on, but. It's like this feels like maybe one of the last episodes of this kind that we can logically have because it's like, you know, it's it's like, let's check what's up with Junior. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if this was the last big Junior centric episode. It feels like we're tying up what's going on with him. Um, But then, of course, I don't know. I've only seen 80 episodes. Well, how did you find this episode, Jim? Uh, I liked it a lot. The uh, it's an episode I was looking forward to watching again because the remember when quote is a thing people bring up a lot. Um, mm. And I, I wasn't sure if that's like an actual like, oh, as the old saying goes, remember when uh, is the lowest form of conversation. But uh, I don't know if the Sopranos just invented that or what. Uh, because I kind of get uh, Tony's like take on it here. But then also, think about those times with your buds and you're all doing the remember when. You're having a blast, yeah. right? It's a good time. But yeah. then when you're on the outside of it, when you don't know all the references and the stupid like in-jokes that people are referring to, you're Tony. You're just upset. You're sitting with, the, with your plate of gabagool or whatever, and you're just shining your Manson lamps at your friends that you hate. Your friends that are old enough to be <laughs> your dads, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I will say uh, I spent New Year's mainly with a bunch of new people I didn't know very well and th- who all knew each other from like school, from university or whatever. And from the outside, remember when is even worse. At least <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least Tony was there for most of that stuff, you know, and usually he'd love that. But he's just being Tony. Tony's being very Tony in this episode. Well, what's great, too, is. This is a stretched out version and there's even a there's even like a mimic of the scene in this episode. But the recent uh quick scene we saw, I forget if it was the last episode or the episode before, where Tony looks in on AJ laughing in a on his computer in the chat room. Yeah. It's like yeah. a it's you know, swap out Polly and like stretch that out a bit. And there's even a scene like that in this when he like looks in the window, he's on his balcony or whatever. Yes. And he sees uh, Polly watching TV laughing, and it's the same disgust. Like, he can't, he doesn't even want to see someone having, having fun or being content or laughing or whatever. Uh, I get there's probably more to it than that, but also uh, people being happy is not Tony's bag right now, especially when he's not feeling it. Yeah, I thought that scene at first was like uh, him seeing like, yeah, wow, he really doesn't have anything in his life, Polly. Maybe I should go easy on him. And then he takes him on a boat and almost kills him. (laughs) So I guess he didn't take that from it at all. Well, also kind of to be fair to Tony, like especially even in the clip that uh, we play just at the opening here, 
he does feel like he's getting a little loose-lipped because he's even like, haha, just like that guy that mysteriously disappeared. And it's like they're yeah. just hanging out with like young girls. Like, don't, yeah. I, I know you're not like outright saying you murdered someone, but you kind of are. And you don't know that these people are like, think it's as funny as you do. Uh, uh, and I, I mean, I know we're jumping around, but I love when he catches him at the buffet just talking to some dude. <laughs> Yes, Tony. So they're supposed to be laying low or whatever, yeah. and he just te- is telling his life story because that's what he does. Uh, but well, and a uh, great point too. Um, I think I actually picked it up in the Soprano session books uh, that I kind of miss at the time was Polly goes through this whole story of being with Tony's dad and how you know they got pulled over down in the south or whatever. A couple Italians. And he tells him like, "Oh, say that you're you know a guy or your connect your cousin's a sheriff or whatever it is," and it's like what the reference is like Barney Fife, and it's like some TV sh- like it's I don't know the TV show, but I know the name. Uh, mm. And then Pauly is of that time, and he didn't get it at all because it's like he didn't have time to watch TV. But in, in this episode, he's watching Three's Company and he's having a blast. So yeah. oh, how the mighty have fallen! He went from being a young buck too busy for tv to just cracking up at uh cheesy sitcoms and if anything you'd think that tony would go hey my dad was a dick to me too we yeah. should like relate over this but uh not so much i mean it is i it's impressive in a way like you said we're jumping around but in the end there i'm like there's no way he's gonna kill paulie right paulie's just being paranoid and then i'm like you know they're looking at the axe or whatever and i'm yeah, like yeah. maybe like it's the last few episodes of the sopranos he could kill Polly here it, i would feel like it would be you know shocking but not so out of the blue just based on on what's going on but uh i'm glad he didn't even though it does end with a great uh, shot of tony just being really annoyed at the way Polly just keeps going on status quo is maintained uh but for how long yes yeah uh, and so this one, it starts, it's kind of like, uh, they kind of, they, they give some room here. Like Tony wakes up and we're kind of just with him for a little bit. Uh, it's not yeah. too long, Checking but it's, tomatoes. it's long enough. Well, even just in the beginning when he just wakes up yeah. and we're kind of hang on him for a little bit. And then he like goes in the bathroom, like throws water on his face. I'm almost waiting for um, the white rabbit song to come in and he's going to go into flashback or whatever because it just reminds me of that shot from that episode season one uh and then i don't know if he's like immediately annoyed or not because then he looks out the window and paulie's coming up so uh is it like is paulie the driver now is this a regular thing or no paulie's just there because of what's going on with the whole they're digging up the they're digging up outside that house right yeah i don't uh, that's what i thought too i was like maybe this is how Things have changed now, but uh, it is because he uh, he knows what's going on. And uh, but he did bring up the newspaper, like Tony said. I'm too important, or it's too dangerous to go for me to go get the newspaper. So it's changing a little bit. And yeah, so what? Yeah, he, Tony and his tomatoes. I guess that's like that's a, new, right? Is that I haven't seen that before. No, the I haven't tomatoes? seen that before. I feel like it's kind of like a remnant of the the uh stop and smell the roses tony which is like yeah all but gone but uh, i guess he's still holding on to it and uh because i guess it's all about like through here what he's tony just can't can't be connected can't can't be content because even like these things that come up like this is yet another thing what in the first episode of this second half of the season it's the gun thing like they and that just goes away and, you know, yeah. spoiler alert for the end of this episode, this thing goes away. Uh, but I guess it's not about that. It's about how Tony always has to basically be worried that who knows what random thing from two years ago, five years ago, you know, 20 years ago might come up and then it's it's a game over. Yeah, exactly. And um, so uh, Carmela touches on that when she's like, oh, we're still doing this at our age because he he goes with Polly and they check out where they're sort of digging for this corpse and even as he does have a little flashback you mentioned flashbacks mm. where Polly's there going like come on do it kid and you know in a way we also had him and uh Bacala uh earlier in the season he's making him do his first kill as a sort of thing of like vengeance against uh against Bobby and then here he's sort of uh 
reflecting on when he first had to do that too. And I think there could be some additional resentment just towards Polly and that like, this is how he was dragged into this life, even though obviously he's a great fit for this life because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, the interesting thing, bringing up the Bobby, uh, how Tony had Bobby go on that hit. Um, I was reading an interview with David Chase where he's talking about it. And I mean, I guess it's kind of like classic David Chase fashion where he's like, they were talking about Tony being petty to do that. And then David Chase is like, no, no, not really. Uh, you know, because it's like, you know, what kind of mob guy doesn't have a hit on, <laughs> on his belt? Because it, it's going to keep him from talking. You know, you can't have a guy that doesn't have a murder to be held over his head uh, so he doesn't talk to the feds. You know, that makes him more part of it. And I know, yeah. like, this show, like, there's still the stuff we talked about and a lot of people's read on it is obviously there where Tony is, like, putting that on him as revenge. But I love that even Chase, David Chase has to be like, well, no, no, not really. Like, if you think about it, uh, it's it, it's crazy he hasn't killed someone, so he should. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, like you said, it's classic David Chase because I feel like that's not it at all, but it's just <laughs> yeah. a way of sort of deflecting and going yeah. like, well, if you think about it. Um, so we, we also, after we, we get a view of that, because they got to go on a road trip. Apparently that's what you do when there's heat, uh, because there's no way they're going to find you in Miami. <laughs> yeah, um, very true. So, <laughs> so that's when we get started on the other storyline here connected to Junior, who's in this assisted care uh, prison place, like semi, like where, you know, the, the loony bin, basically. And they've got him on some new medication. And this is always the thing with Junior. You can always say, like, he's on whatever new medication, and then he seems to make perfect sense, and then he doesn't. And uh, that's sometimes how it goes when you get old. Well, and also um, to go back to David, that David Chase, the same interview that I read, he was talking about that and he basically just admitted like, yeah, kind of whatever we needed to happen. If we needed him yeah. to be more lucid uh, for this, for the narrative, uh, he had new medication. Uh, if we needed mm -hmm. him to be weird, then, uh, the new medication wasn't working. <laughs> it's like, ah, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it starts with, he gets an offer from some friends of his who, who say that if he gets a dentist appointment, he can kind of, they can try to sneak him out. And, uh, you know, you never really know if it lands in his brain or not, because uh, it gets brought up again later. But, you know, he, he's better, but he's not good. And that moves on to the next well, uh, sequence. Yeah, I was just going to say, I like the reading more here um, is that he does know, but he also mm. doesn't want to go. But like you can never admit, like, yeah. no, I want to stay here. Although, I mean, I guess he could, does kind of later. Um, and I guess maybe even the reveal later when he's just like eating his candy. Uh, and saying like ah they're watching me or whatever is kind of, could be a tip to this. Uh, plus I do like to call it that that's Uncle Pat. Uh, that's the guy who owned the farm that that uh, Christopher and Tony Egg and Tony went to to get those bodies uh, or whatever. And at the time that was before he was going away. Uh, I do think it was, right. and I also just right. thought it was interesting that they were even talking to him because it, it's almost surprising because everyone's like so afraid of how Tony would react. Um, you know, if someone's even being friendly to Junior, because like whether a Bobby like showed up to give him back his money and all that. Well, even if he might be sort of pretending, I mean, I, later on he does. He's definitely like, oh, the time's not right or whatever. Like he obviously doesn't know know what what he would do if he got out. But like he does say that like Tony owes him an apology or whatever, and I don't think he faked that. Yeah. Uh, and there and within mind, like how would Tony react if if Junior was suddenly out? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, another reason to stay in there. <laughs> and of course, another reason is he's got such a profitable gambling business going on here. He's got all the buttons. He's got it all figured <laughs> yeah. out. And it is. Uh, I mean, it's it's really well put together because it's like. I don't know. He's he's like working within the same brain pattern. So you could believe he would be able to set this up even if he's not functioning at full capacity because this is his habit. Yeah. It's so ingrained that he would do it automatically, basically. And he just pulls strings and bribes people and gets this game going in such a hilarious way. And he gets to run this sort of uh, shadow version of what he would have done on the outside, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I just want to say in general... Um, it's so great to have more time with Junior and have like this, you know, it's it, 
basically throughout the whole episode because it feels like it's been so long. I mean, we check in with yeah. him here and there, and he's such a great character um, that uh, I just I, I love we get to spend some time and see what he's up to here, uh, even if it is like, I don't know if maybe at the time when I was watching it and I'm thinking like, oh, no, we only have X amount of episodes left. Maybe I would yeah. have been like, ah, oh, why are we wasting time at the at the loony mm-hmm. bin? You know, let's get some mob action. But uh, at least now on the rewatch, uh, because I feel like Junior took such a back seat, which makes sense because of what his character was going through. But I missed him. I think that ties in with what I mentioned at the start as well. This feels like you can't really have another Junior centric episode mm-hmm. after this. Like you can have him pop up, pop in maybe. But much like Paulie, like you 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 probably. I mean, I say this, but David Chase just likes to not uh, go along with any of my predictions. Um, but it feels like you can't really have a, a big Polly episode after this going into Tony and Polly's relationship because that is like, this is the episode where we're doing that. Yeah. And similarly with Junior, it's like, yeah, I'm also really glad to get a proper view into what's going on with Junior considering that uh, soon enough, we're not going to have any time left, much like Junior. Well, and especially the the relationship with Polly and Tony is so weird because he is like a father figure to Tony, but yeah. then he's also a good friend, like one of his oldest friends. But then, but he's also, also his underling. Yes, yeah. Then, he, but he's also yeah, like he's an employee. But then, from Polly's point of view, which his character, he never gives this off. Like, you could easily play into... I mean, I guess they played into it a little bit when he was talking to Johnny Sack, and that is what they reference a lot in this episode. Because you can easily play into the fact that he would be bitter that he was, like, passed over um, and and not put as the, the boss or whatever. But then again, yeah. like, Pauly seems like such a guy that's like, this is who I am. Uh, why mess with it? I'm, I'm this guy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I mean, they bring up the painting... And oh, how so many like, great he had him, yeah, had him as a general or whatever. And how at the time it seemed like a joke, but then it's like, no, that's actually how he sees you. And I'm like, well, maybe I don't know. It's hard to hard to get in Polly's head, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, they have so many great uh, callbacks uh, in this episode. Yeah, with the painting, um, and then of course with the joke and the way Tony is so transparent, the way he keeps bringing it up, uh, yeah. like, yeah, that was a funny joke, right? Oh, wow. Man, that Ralph was funny. And and or even just the whole fact of like uh re- remember like me, you, Ralphie and Puss <laughs> and like I think they may even name someone else like Richie or something. It's like, "Oh yeah, all these guys that are dead now and and like uh most of them had Tony involved some way in their death." Uh mm. it's gr- pretty great. Yeah. And the, so that's we get some of that immediately as they're on the road. Some of what we were talking about, uh, where at first they're just having a good time or whatever. But it's a long drive. And uh, Tony brings up that crack about Ginny. Like, huh, I wonder how he found that out. Huh. And mm-hmm. uh, just ruins the mood immediately. Um, and we see uh, Junior's poker game actually get broken up there. And we get to get even more of an insight because it, it's, you know, we see it early, but um, a lot of it's about Junior's relationship with this younger man who's in there and, like, looks up to Junior and how that develops. And uh, that's a, a really, I mean, I'm not, sh- it's David Chase, so he would never say, like, oh, it's a parallel to Polly and Tony, but yeah. it is a little bit of parallel to Polly and Tony, right? Totally. Yeah. And, and also Junior and Tony, uh, oh, like yeah. their, the relationship they did have. And then it's I mean, he calls it, him Anthony as well. I think. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're not breaking ground here. Uh, well, because even like, and then there's such a early like hint of like, hey, Junior, maybe you don't want to be a father figure to. I believe his name's Carter when he's already mm-hmm. like talking about his dad and he starts yelling. And well, mm-hmm. I, I like the because there's even like a quick hint even before that, like at the poker game when he's getting frustrated at a guy. Uh, plus, I've mentioned before how Sopranos does clueless old people so well. Uh, they also do Looney Bin characters great as well, like the guy that keeps crying at jokes uh, yes. <laughs> and people getting, yeah. you know, upset and uh, anxious about the buttons. And then the guy who, like, tells on them. There's a lot of great details and moments the way it plays out. Yeah, I had a question there because the, <clears throat> the younger guy comes to see him after the poker game is broken up. And um, 
Junior's like, here's your cuts, here's your taste, and, and hands him some buttons. And I wonder if the buttons are like a legitimate form of currency moving forward, or if that's an expression of him being like insane. Uh, I, I, I guess they're like, they're poker chips, but like, will they continue to be in use? I guess maybe it depends on if the games come back or whatever. But like, when Junior's like, here, take your taste, and he's like, no, I'm good. And he's like, oh, you've earned it. And he hands him some buttons. That seems really insane. Yes. No. <laughs> but then maybe yeah. they actually do use that still. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think I, I, I'm with the take that it's like, no, this is nothing. Like, that's his at least he because he's there for his own reasons, but he's uh, self-aware enough to know that these buttons are worthless. Or to your point, I guess, yeah, if they play poker again, he could use them. But otherwise, it's just a bunch of fucking buttons. Who cares? Yeah. And he's the dealer anyway, but he's yeah. not there for like the chips. He's there for like... He just likes listening to Junior's old stories, and he's a cool father figure, and like he has all these wild mafia stories. And but then he, the story he tells here is about how his dad uh, made him walk all the way home and smacked him for not accepting a quarter or whatever from from a lady. Um, so you know, life lessons from Junior. Some of them will help you. Some of them will not. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I, I, I you forget sometimes in the moment, like. He's talking about Tony's grandfather. So then yeah. it's like also adding dimension to Johnny Boy and how uh, uh, Tony's dad and how he raised Tony. And then, of course, how Tony's raising AJ and or just how Tony's fucked up. Uh, but yeah. And then then what Carter's story is about how he got like a B or a B plus or something. And his dad started geeking on him or wasn't yeah. it an A. Just wasn't good enough. <laughs> Um, so back on the road trip, uh, we have Tony and Polly pulling over. They're trying to like Tony complains about remember when later, but he's still like, oh, remember that place we used to stop at? Let's do that. And he wants to relive that nostalgia or whatever and get the same service they got before with steaks and bottles to the room. But then there's a new place. And also, who's the bellboy here? Yes. Who's this bellboy? It is Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's right. Uh, I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, where's the song, Lynn? Come on. <laughs> you always get a song in, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I was going to... Did you you recognize him straight out, or did you see it after? I recognized him straight out, and I thought, like, whoa, cool cameo. But then, like, <laughs> I guess he wasn't really a big guy then, so yeah, it's no. not really a cameo. Nope. Uh, but I thought at least that that character would be back and not just be a weirdo who's like, no, I don't know, or whatever is <laughs> all he says. <laughs> But yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, because it's just, um, you know, I guess he just represents how it's like, it's a boring hotel, at least to them, because it used yeah. to be, what, a massage place with underage girls? <laughs> so cool. they're pretty bummed out about that. <laughs> now it's just a corny hotel that only has lettuce wraps after night, after 10 p.m. or whatever. They don't have steaks, and they have a lame buffet, and Polly has to load up on uh, on donuts and uh, pastries or whatever. Yeah, and so uh, they have to go somewhere else. And, and oh, uh, yeah, actually, they have to go to Buckingham's Pub for nachos. And I love yeah. that you do see like an empty plate of nachos on the table. So it's like they did yeah. have to settle for the nachos. Yep. And so here they're reminiscing, but Tony still seems to be into it for, for some of it. And sort of going in, like, this is when we get the story mentioned about when he said, uh, when Polly was tricked into saying a name from TV and got, you know, hit by the state trooper. And uh, it's interesting to see Tony's progression here because, you know, he talks about how when he was young, he used to threaten that Uncle Polly would come and get you. <laughs> so they're just adding another layer there. But then Polly says, he loved you, my friend. And like, I remember the night you were born. And like, Tony just isn't able to, I don't know, process any of it, I feel, even despite all the therapy. Because Polly even says, like, the, the night you were born, that's the only time I saw your father cry. And Tony's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, but he also does bring up. Uh, what he says something about how he never he wasn't sure if his father like believed in him or something like that, and then yeah. Polly's like, well, hey, you know, he put you on the what is it like? It's like Tom uh, Willie overalls is the the body that they're hiding from at the moment. Yeah, uh, and but yeah, it, you know, ties back into the Bobby thing and his first hit, and uh, you know, Tony's trying to protect his son from having to do that shit. It's not a yeah, like it's Tony. Tony obviously is like happy at least it's tony the tony of now is happy with, with what he has because he's got the big house and 
he's the boss and all that shit. But obviously, you know, a big part of this show has been about how he wished he could have maybe not been this person. <laughs> he could have maybe been yeah. Kevin Finnerty, I guess. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we see a lot of Kevin Finnerty's in the hotel, like just people on business wearing their suits and going to conferences or whatever it looks like at uh, this boring hotel. And that's when we get this uh, thing where Tony's annoyed about him just talking about his car or whatever to, to some random guy. And uh, they steal a bunch of Danishes, as you mentioned, or Polly does. Yeah. And which is, you know, we've all done this, but usually you'd stop while you could still fold it up, you know? <laughs> Maybe just get a couple in there for the road, or is that just me, Jim? Yeah, he loads up a cartoonish amount, I guess a Polly amount of uh, yeah. of Danish, because he's just, he's going overboard. And what are they going to do? Tell him no? Uh, then we have what? Carter gets a visit from his mom, and Junior's yep. there, and. Uh, it's like this awkward moment because he just kind of hangs out and what talks about his medication that makes him salivate. Yep. And he brings it up again just to hit home the fact that he's a old man that does stuff like that still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I, I like it because, you know, Carter does like he thinks it's cool that he hangs out with Junior. But, you know, we don't know a lot about his mother or his family besides like the story he told and kind of the vibe of him being where he is. But I don't think anyone would be excited to be like, oh, yeah, you're hanging out with this guy all the time. Sweet. Yeah. And he's immediately mad about it. And like, you told me to get friends when I was at MIT. And now when I finally do, like you say it's a bad thing. And he just rushes off. He's got a lot of anger, this kid, um, as we'll see later. And this Um, dude, uh, the actor, um, shoot, let me look up his name. Because he ended up being in Lost after this. And I think... They were saying mm-hmm. that like J.J. Abrams saw him on The Sopranos or something, and that's we got him on Lost, and then he's he's in Star Wars uh, because he's boys with J.J. Uh, and I've seen him pop up in a, in a few other things, and and he's always good. He's always good and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah Ken Leong. for sure. Um, so then we have the crew, the road crew arriving uh, in Miami, I guess, and. Uh, yeah, they get a call, find out uh, from Syl that they found the guy, ID'd him in that, and uh, yeah, just kind of settle in and uh, do nothing, which Tony is really great at stirring up conflict when he has nothing to do. Yes. I feel like when he's like got a goal for something, he'd be like, fine, like they're, we're going to go do this. And they do like some deal, and he does fine there, but then as, long, as soon as it's like, just sit around and you know, don't think too much, and then that's when he starts making conflicts with everyone around him. Yeah, and to what you were talking about before, I mean, Tony's mood does basically change after uh, Polly brings up his dad and how his dad like trusted him with the with the Willie overalls hit. Cause yeah, we, and I mean, I'm I'm sure it's also just the it gets old after a while because he he has been spending more time with Polly, so it starts off fun. Uh, telling these old stories and it gets more and more annoying but like the big the big change is when he brings up his dad at this point he's pretty upset uh with Polly because he even tells Syl like you know Polly won't shut the fuck up and he looks at him and Polly's cracking jokes with like the bellhops <laughs> at the hotel <Yeah. laughs> laughing uh really loud just having a good time and I guess they, they do have a quick um we kind of glossed over it but I mean, obviously, the big contrast, and it's even spoken throughout the episode, is how Polly has nothing. Like, yeah, because you know, even when they're showing them packing, Tony's like with Carm, and they're talking about stuff, and he's in his house. Polly's just like looking at his different white shoes by himself <laughs> packing. So yeah, he's, he's th- identical shoes. <laughs> yeah. So this is like fun. This is this isn't like. I'm running away from my life. I might be in trouble. This is a, a legit, hey, I'm going on vacations with my best friend. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah. Sad stuff. So I have a question, Jim. What did Dick Cheney do with a gun? Mm. What? What is this? Because I was going to Google it, and then I was like, I'll just ask Jim. No, yeah, because Dick Cheney had a hunting accident. Uh, so this is like hilarious uh, uh, reference to that because he like shot his friend or something. Um, let me pull up the specifics, but, uh, yeah, in 2006, yeah, Dick Cheney accidentally shot Harry Whittington, a then 78-year-old Texas attorney with a shotgun (laughs) while participating in a quail hunt on a ranch in Riviera, Texas. Uh, both Cheney and Whittington called the incident an accident. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of, like, conspiracy theories that maybe it wasn't, but there was more to it than that. 
But yeah, yep. you know, hilarious way to use use that and compare it like the way Junior's comparing it to I too have had a mishap with firearms or whatever the the way he phrases it. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, yeah, so he's having his little helper write out that letter, he's dictating it, and then the. Uh, uh, the orderly or whatever comes in and he's got a bunch of pictures for him to sign. And I was like, at least impressed that he can still sign his name fancy. Like, it doesn't yeah. look like shit. So, you know, but then he he even seems like he's aware enough to see the absurdity in what he's doing. Like, just a sick fucking world as he's, like, signing these things to go on eBay. Uh, it was, like, mugshot, basically. It is an absurd thing that's yes. happening. Uh, yeah, the autographed picture. And then, oh, yeah, we have, what, Beansy who we remember, Beansy. yeah, he, he actually, you know, this is canon. He went down to Miami after Richie uh, ba- backed off over him and then put it in drive <laughs> or however he phrased it. And, he, you know, he's in yep. the wheelchair and he's got his, he does mention he has to empty his bag at one point. And Paulie's like, oh, my own, empty his shit mm-hmm. bag. Like, he can't handle it. Uh, but I love the the quick, um, well, he brings him the cleaver hat and uh, what he asked him for the DVD, like he's kind of like, oh, yeah. cool, the hat. But you know, what about a what about a screener? Jesus, come on, Tony. <laughs> yeah, which is also like, just be happy with the hat. You probably like the hat better. Uh... <laughs> and I mean, because even at the time, I didn't really think of it till after. It's like, well, of course, Tony doesn't want to give the DVD because he knows it's like a shitty version of him in the movie. Yeah. So being murdered. Yeah, the movie's cool, but don't watch it. Yeah. And it's like, Beansy wasn't there for the premiere, I assume, so he hasn't even seen it, so why would he wear this hat? But uh, I guess, yeah, it's a kind of a shitty gift, gift to bring. Meanwhile, Beansy brings a gift that's more like, hey, we can make some dealings with some guys who got a truck or whatever, which is always... The, it, business just seems to crop up wherever Tony goes, whether it's with the Canadians, uh, people's down south here, he's got a network working for him or so, it seems. Yeah, yeah, he just these things just fall into his lap. It's like, oh yeah, another opportunity. Um, oh, and also, yeah, they pull out the pictures here, and we see like a oh, young yeah. Pauly, and he's got a, he's got his uh, slick black uh, black hair, no wings. He's got you know he's, he's flexing, um, yeah. And you know, as we see, like I think Beansy mentions later, like his image is one of the things he has, and you know it's fading, yeah. like like it does to all of us. Time is making that fade away. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Junior gets a phone call reminding him about the whole uh, plan to get him out of there. And he says, the time's not right. I'm being watched, which is technically true. But he's just using the truth to uh, try to avoid having to deal with this even happening. Because, of course, why would he? where would he go? A safe house? Like, he doesn't have yeah. connects anymore. He doesn't yeah, have anything. He doesn't have connects. I mean, I know he's got a little cash. He's got cash flow from whatever he's dealing with here and I guess selling these eBay pictures or whatever. I guess some people must be kicking up something to him still. But I love how most of the time when we cut to him when he's in his room, he's always eating Kit Kats because yep. <laughs> they got the, the candy connect. Uh, I, I like that detail. And then, yeah, he has to kind of make up an excuse because, yeah, what's the point? He's got a cushy, He's got a cushy gig, all things considered. Yeah, or at least he does at the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Beansy and uh, Tony and Polly have dinner with some ladies, and we—I think this is where we get the this is where we get the quote from the start of the show. Yes. I remember when, and then he goes dancing with this lady because he's kind of like fuck this. Yeah, they're they're eating lobsters, just like old gross men. Uh, that are wealthy and they're just hanging out with these young girls. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even born then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's a fun reminder. <laughs> it's so funny because it seems like they should be the ones kind of annoyed with these stories because they're talking about, you know, remember the house with the bed bugs back in '78? And I mean, I yeah. guess at the time of this, it's supposed to be 2007 or 2006. So it's like Jesus, no one wants to hear about a house with bed bugs in '78. <laughs> oh, but we made yeah. that guy disappear. <laughs> <laughs> you ever get that check for Tourette's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, Phil Leotardo ah. is, um, yeah. So, last episode ended with us going like, 
oh shit, Phil's back in town. He's gonna do it. And this is basically a drama in two parts. Yeah. <laughs> we are this episode, he's clearly like decided he's gonna do the thing, but then we see Doc is the boss and he's being a dick to Phil. Uh sort of reinforce I, I I think the decision's already made there. Um he Phil's just kind of putting up with it for now, and then at the end he, he has him taken out. Or did you read that uh, any differently? I, I think I could read it that way. I could read it even maybe like Maybe it would still. Maybe he wasn't gonna quite make a run for boss, but he was gonna make sure, like, at the very least, he was gonna be more decisive. And like, even if Doc was still the boss, he was gonna be one of the top guys. You know, maybe he didn't make the full decision, but when Doc eats off his fucking plate and like, oh yeah, it's like that just shows you how like The Sopranos has trained you, like from watching you know eighty episodes, whatever it might be. Like something like that, maybe in another show or just in general, you'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's kind of that's a weird thing to do. But with the way we've seen that things get kind of high schoolish and uh, mm-hmm. like very alpha male, it's like, I love that as a viewer, I'm like, ah, oh, Doc, you fucked up, dude. You, you, uh, you think you're a little bit more powerful than you are. Uh, <laughs> it's such a smart, great moment to kind of just tell us all we need to know of like where things are going to head. For sure. And uh, I feel like things are equally high schooly in uh, this. I don't know if asylum's the right word, but uh, Junior's got this uh, rivalry with a professor uh, who wants to play chess all the time. Yeah. And uh, he's sitting down, and the professor comes up just to grab the chess board. And he, he makes a, a fair enough point there that, like, you only like antagonize me when there's people around to stop you from doing anything but i feel junior's enough like he's at that point of like he's disconnected enough from he doesn't understand what he's doing enough that he's he he does that because it's comfortable much like staying there is comfortable and then he can uh be like a dick to this guy as long as that's comfortable but when he calls him on it he like those eating off your plate instincts kick in oh yeah and he goes like oh well i guess i gotta make an example like tony beating up his young uh virile driver just to show he's a man he uh, goes ham on him and uh his protege loves it and uh he yells at him, get him, get him, or whatever. And uh, Junior gets to feel strong there for a moment. Yeah, because it's like we get to take this more, you know, earlier in the episode with the way the card game is and with the buttons and the fact that they're excited they got, like, soda with sugar in it and candy. So it's more of like a, you know, parody of what he had before, but at least it's something. And then this is like, oh, no, this is like the real, the real jersey is here. Uh, and like the the glimpses of of you know Junior's legacy, so th- yeah. that's like a nice classic mob moment. He gets to kick the shit out of the guy, and everyone gets to freak out and be impressed. Uh, but poor Junior doesn't get to end in victory, I suppose. Yeah, because that is what leads to his um, his orderly guy being kicked off the staff, um, and then they change his meds as well. So two moves to basically neutralize him or or neuter him even. Um, So, yeah, it all goes downhill for juniors from there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We have a quick shot of Tony talking to Hesh. And, you know, apparently he's he needs uh, to float him. He needs to get some cash floated to him. uh, Something to do with some bets. Maybe they can go the way they need to go. Just a quick little detail there for you. Is that 200,000, 200K he's asking for? So, yeah, a, a fair amount. Uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, the season started with Tony, like, uh, I mean, I think at the very start of season six, he's eating expensive sushi. He's got this big, big ass boat, uh, Stugats 2, and everything seems to be going great. But I guess it's the thing with, uh, all rich people, it seems like, based on TV, uh, they just don't have it as good as they seem to have it because of that lifestyle, man. Yeah, yep. He's living. He's living. He's living uh, life on the high, and plus uh, sports betting and whatever the hell fuck else he needs to do. And then of, of course, course, and then yeah, then he's got a, a young girl shows up. So even more like the old Tony, he's back to his old ways, uh, mm. uh, cheating on Carmilla. And then he, they kind of have to try to have a conversation <laughs> where, oh, you know, oh, that About guy Paul? with the gray hair. I thought he was your dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, he used to work for my dad. Uh, and it's just kind of like, yeah, what do, what do you do now? Like, you said, he, he, 
he he has sex with this girl and then he's just like hang out with her smoke a stove yeah. and a cigarette yeah he says he's an old like but it is almost like she has to bring it up because it's a poly episode like yeah, i feel like she true. would have had other things to talk about but maybe i mean then again uh tony wasn't making much conversation at dinner so it's kind of on her to drive this uh convo uh but uh yeah the, the guy with the white hair thingies <laughs> as she says um but he does say then that, like, there are times he wished that Polly was his dad. Oh, yeah. And then later he's going to almost kill him for no reason. Or, man, maybe he would want to kill his dad if his dad was still alive. Did try Great to kill point. his mom. Mm, that's true. Um, so, back with Junior, he's, like, knocked out of it. And as his protege says, this is all bullshit. They just got you on these meds to sedate you and take the fight out of you or whatever uh, because of what you did to the professor. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see that play out later where he distracts them so he doesn't have to take his meds. But then I'm, I'm just skipping ahead here. But yeah, because it'll keep cutting back and forth. So, yeah, we can kind of hit the beats. Yeah. I do love that he's passed out, but he's got his letter back from the Dick Cheney's <laughs> office where it's like, you know, yep. unfortunately, he can respond to every letter. But like, we appreciate you writing in. And yeah, he talks about he has no pep. They come up with a scheme where he can skip his meds. But then he ends up pissing himself because he tries to get up to go to the bathroom, but they want to hear one more joke. Yeah. Uh, and he's, uh, I forget the specific jokes he's telling. He tells great jokes the whole episode. You all know this. Oh, yeah. For uh, sure. Uh, but yeah, and then he pisses himself. So in, not that it's as important as, you know, being in front of other mob guys, but he had this victorious moment where he showed his, his uh, strength to everyone when he beat up a guy. But now he has this low moment in front of the, the, the crowd where he pisses all over himself. But it's also a nice key that that shouldn't be happening based off of his medication. Yeah. So they start what I, I forget what they threaten him with. Like basically they would move him somewhere else potentially, maybe like a worse facility or they have him like on lockdown or something like that. Well, I assumed that it would be like it's this or you can go be the crazy guy in just uh, prison or jail or what have you. Because if you're not cooperating with the treatment here, then there's no point in you being in this facility. Yeah, we'll just put you there. So you can either do that uh, and also you will keep pissing yourself uh, or just take your fucking meds. And I think it's uh, I mean, it's obviously a combo, but uh the moment, like you said, of humiliation there is enough for him to go like, oh, whatever, I'll take the meds. And that is not something that his protege likes at all. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we do have a in between that Tony and Polly go to meet the guys where they're going to be, you know, working on a deal with some stolen merch, whatever it could be that the guys show up late. They show up pretty deep. Polly jumps right out of the car, ready to fucking <laughs> ready to square up. And we do see later on that Tony's like pretty impressed by it. Like he's like, you know, it's fucking hothead because Polly just does jump out and he's like just starts marching right towards them immediately by himself. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to see if I had any other notes on that. And yeah, basically, like the details, they're just they're trying to work on this deal and they're going to send containers up to Jersey. They unload them and then they load them up with some other stuff, send them back. You know, it could be a long term. This could be the start of a beautiful relationship. Yeah, it seems pretty good for everyone involved. Maybe Tony, even though he does say, like, when, when Polly jumps out, he's like, ah, oh, goddammit, or whatever. But he gets a, like, Polly's the bad cop there. So Tony's like, ah, you know, we can do this, but this includes shipping, and, you know, uh, we'll send it back. And, yeah, everyone seems pretty happy with all of this. So it all worked out. And then when they call him T.O., I thought he was going to go nuts, Polly. <laughs> but, uh, but then I was also like, wait, are because he like when they they the guy calls him Tio, uh, which means uncle, yeah. as we know from Breaking Bad, and and he like slaps the guy's cheek, and then I would thought that would be the thing that would pop things off, but no, they're all they all seem kind of cool with it, I yeah. guess. Yeah, everything's everything's good. It's just like nice. Ah, okay, we're friends now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, worked out. Let me see the, um, the med dump, and then yeah, then we cut back to yeah. Uh, Beansy and Tony, and Tony's talking yeah. about Paul. He's always yep, yep, yep. And I, they do another good reference here to Gary Cooper. So it does show that it's like being around Polly too much is destroying his image of Polly, like the mm. strong, silent type. But he's this That's guy just. 
bullshitting all the time, but he's also talking about how he's impressed that he was a hothead and the way he like just, you know, barreled out of the car. But then he starts getting into like how he's maybe a little concerned with the way he runs his mouth all the time, which is it's yeah. interesting the way all of a sudden it is. He's basically talking to Beans. He's like, oh, maybe I'll kill Pauly uh, <laughs> because he talks too much. <laughs> Yeah, and he says, like, has he ever really been put to the test? And he he brought up the joke earlier, but that was kind of just to show that it was on his mind. But now it really starts thinking, like, uh, the joke. He was leaking information, and maybe he should die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, and- uh, yeah, so we, we see Beansy's family or his wife or whatever as well. So that sort of is a reminder that that's when they bring up that Polly really doesn't have anything. Um, and, yeah, then he gets a phone call uh saying uh, from sill like just like at the start of the season or the part two of the season it all just went away it's yeah. it's fine it's grand don't worry about it he pinned it on jackie april yeah because i guess um, it's larry boy because we did larry boy is uh one of the guys that got arrested i believe when junior got arrested he was in season mm-hmm. one and then when uh when junior got arrested at that time larry boy also did and then i think oh, okay uh, they mentioned at one point that he had pla- he's the guy they mentioned that had plastic surgery or he got plastic surgery just before he got arrested and they make a joke about that but he comes up again but apparently he's doing the old big pussy route where you give him the misinformation remember big pussy was like this misinformation thing could work uh, yeah. and apparently it is because he gave him a body but he put it on um, what uh, Jackie April who we know passed away in season one of cancer so no harm yeah. no foul just his, just Jackie Priel's good name. That's all. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he'd probably love to take credit for that. Why <laughs> yeah. not? It's Jackie Priel. Um, so uh, yeah, we we have Tony. He sees Polly watching TV, laughing his very annoying laugh. And I, like I said at first, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, he really doesn't have anything because that's the previous scene when him and Beansy are like, oh wow, he really. Uh, you know, he's got an empty life, a sad life. And then Tony looks at that and goes, we should go out on a boat. And Paulie's immediately like, a boat, huh? And then the show makes it super obvious with, yeah. like, editing in stuff, yeah. uh, which is fine. I, I don't really mind it. But it is like, yeah, okay, we get it, we get it. He's very nervous. Uh, and uh, Well, yeah. we've, we've been very critical when shows do this in the past. Like, uh, a recent one that pops to mind is Stranger Things. I don't know if people out there watch Stranger Things, but, uh, I mean, I guess it wasn't even that recent because it was, like, Stranger Things Season 2 or Stranger Things 2. Yeah. They were doing... They, def- f- they did it in the third one, too, though. Yeah. To, they I would think. dump in these flashbacks and sometimes the stuff during the season. Now, in Soprano's yeah. defense, this is now Season 6... But it's been like, you know, at least five years, maybe even more since those those episodes aired because of the breaks they've had. So I'll give them a little bit more leeway, plus kind of thematically, and it's more in Polly's head, like flashing through his mind. So it works. Um, I I do want to back up a little because Tony does. He's talking to Silvio about how like he's. He key, well, what does he mention? He's just mentioned that uh, he's kind of waiting. Yeah, you got to wonder what's next. So, like, he's still he's getting this good news, um, but he is still like he's not going to be content with it yet, which I guess I understand yeah. because I mean, we did just see it in a few episodes ago. One thing popped up, so it is kind of like hard to be comfortable because there's always this idea that either one of your friends is going to murder you or <laughs> the police are going to show up. But, and, and going back to Polly laughing, I read it more as he was annoyed with him, but maybe I was just putting yeah. that scene, uh, when he was annoyed at AJ, I, I read it almost the same way. Cause he's like, he's on the balcony. He's kind of got like a little smile and then he kind of hears the laughing and he gets, <laughs> he's like, what is that? And he has to look yeah. over and see Paul. And he's like, Oh yeah, this guy I hate. <laughs> No, it could definitely be that. And in connection with, like, uh, Tony's at the top. He's always worried about the next thing coming up. And uh, Polly's being a bit too much of a happy wanderer there. Yeah. Just enjoying a moment, enjoying life, where Tony doesn't really fully enjoy anything. Even when he's told, like, this will all go away and you're going to be fine. Uh, he still has that anxiety hanging over him. So the fact that Polly can enjoy something that simple is like, well, I better take him on the boat and see if I feel like killing him. Yeah, yeah, and um, we had already went over this junior stuff, like where he pisses himself. But uh, I, I, I do want to call it. It made me laugh every time he kept calling Jamil Hamill or whatever he calls him. 
he because oh, Junior kept he kept saying like you know talk to Hamill about this or I forget how he says it but he they correct him and he still keeps saying the wrong name, which I loved. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, because uh, we got yeah because it's more Junior stuff. We kind of went over this and then he finally I mean he does disappoint Carter because. Carter tries to do their old bit where he distracts him, but then he sees that Junior takes his medication. Um, and he's like, you know, you don't even care. Like, I'm helping you. I could have gotten in trouble, and you don't give a shit. So yeah. here it is. It's his dad all over again just using him. He thought they had more of a, a better relationship. He was his boy. Yeah, and that doesn't turn out well either. But first, a situation that doesn't climax in violence uh, out on the boat uh, where... You know, I when they were sailing off, I was kind of like, uh, I was like, oh, Polly, what are you worried about? It's going to be fine. And then immediately it's like, oh, it's probably not going to be fine, though. <laughs> uh, and they do a pretty good job of building the tension because you can see that Tony is like he's looking at the axe or whatever he's thinking about stuff. And, and Polly's also, you know, there, there's a lot going on between the lines here uh, about, well, not really between the lines. Tony's just out route saying, you told him about the joke right and he's saying that he should get himself checked for Tourette's and all this shit so pretty yes yeah, it's, it's pretty harsh power move uh all of this but uh he doesn't go all the way uh why do you think it ends up the way it ends up that's hard to say um uh I I don't know why he decides not I mean maybe just in the moment he realizes like oh well that's what am I gonna do I'm just gonna because he looks at the knife or whatever he's like what I'm just gonna stab yeah. him to death and then toss him overboard I think it just yeah. like the feasibility is it becomes like ridiculous, and then I guess maybe he that's why he keeps bringing up the joke because he just wants that little extra thing, that little extra yeah. thing to push him. Like he's that close to it, where even if he just admits to the joke, which didn't really end up amounting to a whole lot, it was a, a little stress at the time, and it you know didn't fully help him and Johnny's relationship, but it all seemingly was kind of innocent in the end but if he had just had that extra little push then maybe he would have went went for it yeah and i think maybe part of it could be too that it's maybe enough for him to see paulie sweat and see him so unhappy because he, who how does he where does he get off like making bellboys laugh and just having a good <laughs> yeah, time yeah. at the with the TV or whatever when Tony's not happy. So just squeezing him enough where at the end there when he's like, oh, come on, you told that joke, right? Like, come on. And he's just smiling at uh, Polly, just looking at him, totally miserable. And Polly can't even eat. He's got a stomach thing. He says yeah. it wasn't him. And Tony's like, oh, yeah, no, really? Oh, oh. So you're right. Maybe if he said, yeah, I, I did it and I'd do it again, maybe yeah. things would escalate. But just seeing that pain um, is maybe enough because uh, Tony loves spreading pain around him. And I, I will say as well, it's, it's uh, great uh, great shots because ah, the, the, the water's yeah. waving. So you can see them like in close-ups that are quite steady, but it seems like the sea is coming up and down behind each of them. So everything's made to feel really unsteady. And then physically, like when he... You know, you think he might be actually stabbing him, but he's just tossing him a beer. Uh, it's a great way to end that scene. Yeah, the 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 way the boat's moving with the close-ups and the water keeps coming in, and just the fact that Tony has this huge plate of pasta. It's like, who the fuck could eat pasta at that moment? Because Polly makes these huge plates, and they got a big big piece of bread with it too. And it's like, ah, oh, I mean, it looks delicious, but in that moment. Who the fuck could do that? Uh, it, yeah, it's the way the tension builds, and then when he throws it, he throws the beer at him. He's like, "Oh, that hurt." T like he is kind of, uh, I guess, taking him down enough of a peg. I think you're right. I think yeah. there's something there. And you you gotta say it's a very gifable moment as well of him with his pinky out eating that pasta, just <laughs> smiling. No, really, really, yeah. you didn't do it. Yeah. Ah, what a great gift. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, the scene before that is when Junior calls, um, Carter Anthony when he's trying to give yeah. him, he's trying to give him Hootie and the Blowfish CDs, I think he says. Is it, it might have mm -hmm. been Hootie or something like that. Dave Matthews Band, who knows? Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, I do like the, the quick, like the knives, <laughs> the knife shots. And he looks at, there's some sort of like tool or something. I assume he's thinking he could smash him in the head with that. Uh, yeah. so. 
And then what they transition to, um, well, beforehand, before they transition back to Pauly, we have uh, Junior, they're singing uh, Country Road, Take Me Home. Like they're all singing it. And even Junior's doing it. And uh, Carter's trying to like make a joke out of it. Like you're in class throwing stuff at the teacher with their back turned. And Junior's like, what are you doing? We're singing Country Road. (laughs) And that just puts him over the edge and he gets, he whoops his ass. Yeah. Yeah, which is uh, believable, I'd say. And he loses the one kind of friend he has in there remaining. And uh, it's jumping ahead, but we like the last shot is just them bringing pets to this place. And he's just there stroking a cat, <laughs> all beat up with his sellotaped glasses and everything. And it's really like he doesn't even get to run his fake poker game anymore. Or And now he's on all the meds. And uh, what a great end for Junior if this is the end. Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, Polly's dream. Yeah. But when he comes in, I mean, it's not it's not as apparent that it's a dream, except for I forget what he yells when he comes in. He yells something. And I was like, what the f- who is he talking to? No, uh, exactly. That's what I was thinking that I, I kind of copped on that it was a dream because yeah. it's like, uh, what does it take to get something to eat? And I'm like, we all oh. talked all episode about how he's alone. He does not have someone at home cooking for him, except he does. And it's Big Pussy. And yeah, it's definitely a dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Pussy's making food in his kitchen. Um, and then what does he ask? Oh, when when my time when my time comes, tell me, will I stand up? Uh, yeah. And I don't know. Is that because? Well, P- P- Pussy tried to sit, or no? What did he stand? I'm trying to remember. Or he he tells uh. him not in the face. Oh, well, I thought he actually is like, hey, can I sit or something? Because isn't he like all sweaty and? Then they just start blasting him, and he falls over, if I remember uh, correctly. That might be it. I don't remember. I, I think that maybe I, I'm just mixing it up with other scenes, but I also remember loads of scenes where people are just begging for their lives. Yeah. And I guess that's what Polly wants. He wants to know that if he's in that situation again, but it goes all the way, will he take it like a man? Uh, or will he fight back? Or like at least not just you know beg and plead and whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's all yeah. subconscious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. It just—it's not always about—it's not about literally <laughs> standing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess thinking back on it, because Pussy does just say, "Hey, please, like, not in the face or whatever." So he kind of takes yeah. it with more, a little bit more dignity than some of the other people we've seen. Uh, but then he immediately hits those weights. He's got to get those muscles back. He's uh, and he what sends over a super expensive espresso machine because yes. he, because the <laughs> coffee machine wasn't working when he initially came at the start of the episode. Yeah, and I do love that uh, Carmilla's like, that's so expensive, what's wrong with him? And Tony's like, what's wrong with him? Nothing! Like, he's the, he's my <laughs> yeah. best friend and good buddy and father. Like, he's the one reason we have this lifestyle or whatever. It is perfect that yeah. it works. Like, th- yeah. th- that's what Polly was looking for, and it did work. It worked on Tony. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, we got, uh, what's his name? Doc. He just appeared to be annoying and to be like a guy for a minute so that Phil Leotardo could take power. And uh, Phil Leotardo does because he gets shot shot up uh, like crazy. So now, obviously, we count Doc on the counter. Do we count yeah. his associate as well? Because he's with like a guy that also gets shot. That's a good question, Jim. I believe. Let me take uh, a look. I'm, I'm peeking at the scene right now. There's one guy who runs away, definitely, though, right? One uh, guy runs away, they're... but there's a guy behind yeah. Doc that's going to get in the passenger seat that they all... I guess we got to count both, huh? Yeah, but you we know don't... what? I'd say we count it... Do we count, count Willie both. overalls in the flashback? No, because he was never... Well, yeah. it's tricky, isn't it? Because he, there is he, a flashback. We see him in a flashback. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. But right. do we see him uh, or do we just see a gun? Uh, I think we see him, but I don't know if we see him when he's alive or dead because he definitely gets like covered in dirt in the flashback. Oh, you're Um, right. Yeah. But and I think he's maybe whimpering or something, but I don't know that it's. Hang on. I'm going to try to find it just to get some clarity on this one. Yeah, same here. I want to take a look. Let's see what the scene looks like. I don't think we see him before he's uh, dead. So I don't know. It's. Oh, no, we do. We do. He's on the ground, shaking, holding his hand up with blood on him, and then the gun fires. I don't know how we couldn't count it with those things considered. So, okay, we got to count three then. That's three. So, yeah, yeah, let's do yeah, it. That's three. All right, hold on. Let me pull up our counters here. Yeah. Got shot, Malanga. 
Gatsada Malanga! Gatsada Malanga! So worth it. Now, yeah. this is why we're the Sopranos podcast that yes. you listen to. We are that the sweet, sweet clip. Yeah, the podcast. Uh, but hold Here. on. Fuck, I gotta, I gotta pull up my counter. I don't think I have my counter open. Oh, well, it was, uh, it was at 69 previously. Um, so 69 plus 3 gets us to 72 deaths and still only 17 uh, walkouts. So, yeah, one, two, three. Yep, so, yeah, 72. Got them on the official counter, 72 to 17. I think there's still, uh, there's still time. There's still time so, yeah. for a comeback. Don't ever count yeah. the walkouts out. <laughs> <laughs> Would have to be some sort of montage at this point. Um, but, yeah, the final shot there, it's just all the people uh who we've seen play poker and whatnot petting various animals and now it feels like junior's just he's just one of them he's got a crazy story but uh who in there doesn't have a crazy story of how they ended up there am i right well real quick before that tony goes to the bing nothing really happened well i guess he's just paulie's just in the background still telling stories huh uh, oh yeah good point yeah uh, i mean it's, <laughs> that's what i was referencing at first it's yeah. such a great thing because it's like he, in that moment he's got to be like should have fucking stabbed this guy <laughs> yeah because beforehand he's like uh you know his way of, he he gives us our way of life you know he's a soldier yes. and then you know 20 minutes later when he's at work around him, he's like oh fucking this guy um but yeah and then as you said yeah the ending shot which you know animal therapy that's great uh that's a real thing yeah. it works it, it's gotta work uh because i mean just having a pet it it helps me uh but Absolutely. yeah and then a nice shot of uh junior and uh, you know much like james gandolfini or i mean tons of great actors on this show but uh uh, uh junior giving a lot with you know just a facial expression and like staring oh, yeah. blankly ahead uh great stuff yeah, uh, petting a cat despondently, <laughs> empty look in his eyes. Good stuff. Now, uh, we are coming up on the end here, so if you're looking for coverage of other TV shows, just to keep you going, yeah. uh, there's a lot more to be found at showswhatyouknow.com, uh, where we go through all manner of television shows. Uh, we also have, as you've probably noticed, because we won't show, shut up about it, we have Blank Meets Blank, the show where me and Jim make up a new television show each episode, just based on random hat drawings. I highly recommend it, but then I'm on it. Um, just read the reviews. They're all positive. And we also have Real History, which is a new show where we, me and two Irish people, discuss uh, historical movies and television shows and go into how does that actually relate to the time period. And I would say, even if you haven't seen the film or whatever, uh, it is basically just using that as a jumping off point and talking about like, wow, what was life like during this uh, or that time period? And I find it quite interesting. Excellent. Yeah. A lot of great stuff. Um, and please, if you haven't reviewed the show, please review the show. We did have that kind of uh, bad review, right? Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, so, <laughs> well, it was three stars, I believe. It three was a stars. three star. Um, but it said that a co-host was a um, blowhard mm. or something like that. But we couldn't figure yeah. out who, who was the co-host. Like, am I the host and you're the co-host? Are you the host and I'm the co-host? Now it damn near tore us apart, Jim, and let's yes. not reopen those wounds because it insulted one of us and said the other one was fine but didn't specify. And uh, I swear to God, if we were in the same room, we would have come to blows, much like uh, Junior and the Professor. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, we just won't get into it, I feel. But please help us erase this horrible memory of this conflict between me and Jim by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please. Please do that. Actually, I want to try to pull it up real quick if I can, but I just need the... Where's the stupid feed URL? Uh, let me see. Let me see. All right, I got it here. I just need to up refresh this. Apologies oh, for I the have delay, it. people. Oh, you got it? Go for it. Uh, this. So the title is... This is also quite difficult to interpret. The sh this oh, show yeah, is like was. Chinese food. <laughs> and then underneath it says, You'll want more five minutes later. And uh, I don't know if this is a saying or whatever, but that sounds like a five-star review to me. I agree. Chinese food? Great. Yeah. You yeah. want more five minutes later? Perfect. We got a whole feed. Um, but then it says the co-host is a huge blowhard douche, <laughs> and that ruined the show. Yeah. So uh, three out of five stars. Thanks for that review. Uh, a review is a review, and we'll take it. But, uh, you know, uh, if you want to leave your contrasting opinions, or who do you think is the blowhard? Yeah, if you really want to stir the pot. <laughs> yeah, who's the blowhard <laughs> douche here? <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, I have a suspicion. 
but it might be me. And going but back please to leave a review. the Chinese food, I mm. get like that's a common like that's like a stand up joke. Like, yeah, I just got Chinese food. Yeah, yeah, hungry five minutes later. And I guess that's not great for food where you're like, oh, well, I'm hungry again. But if I'm listening to a pod, uh, sh- uh, listening to a podcast or watching a show and it's over and I'm like, give me more. I'm like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's not a one star. Yeah, I guess. Uh, please help us interpret this through your interpretations in a review. I, but this, oh, yep, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, yeah, you oh, go ahead. I was just going to say um, I did want to read it. Uh, we did get a, uh, a tweet uh, after mm. we're discussing the previous episode when um, we see the U.S. Marshals and Johnny Sachs, uh, like uh, they bring them to the doctor or whatever. And yeah. I, I was in agreement with you because I thought they were the same ones as well. But this guy on Twitter, uh, Baker, Basher, he said, love you, Jacob, but those are not the same U.S. Marshals in the doctor's office as the wedding. All blacks mm. look the same to Swedes. LOL, JK. So- <laughs> right. <laughs> LOL, JK, indeed. Uh, I don't remember anyone's face. So there. Yeah. Uh, I'm constantly on uh, the IMDb or Wikipedia trying to f- scramble for the names of current uh, main cast members. So there. Uh, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't then. But yeah, yeah I thought it was. But yeah, I guess I guess it wasn't. We didn't. They're all the same to me. Those U.S. Marshals. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, we're almost there. Um, it's it's uh, it's exciting. But I'm going to miss uh, having a Sopranos episode to watch all the time. We just have to watch it again from the beginning. Uh, I do think, I don't know if people are going to be excited about this or whatever, but I do think we should maybe go back into some other, like how we initially tried to do at the beginning, watch some other things in between seasons. Mm. So I do think even if we watch the last episode, I think maybe we'll want to take a look at either like some other Gandolfini movies or um, other mob movies and kind of try to discuss them in relation to The Sopranos. I think that would be kind of fun to keep things alive for a little bit longer. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, we have The Many Saints of Newark coming up as well yes. this year. So yes. uh, we'll have that to tie this over. Thank you, everyone. Who's like It's 80 episodes of The Sopranos, which is great. Uh, but it's also 80 episodes of Cut to Black if you've listened the whole way through. And uh, I really appreciate everyone for sticking it out with us, especially with me going through it on the first viewing here. And, and I mean, you said like, oh, we'll just have to watch it again. Like, I definitely will watch The Sopranos again. Yeah. <laughs> if only for the fact that I'll be able to watch the whole show in like a week if I want to, which yeah. is a pleasure that's been denied me. And I'm sure I'll see new things as I go through. And uh, yeah, we may make some updates and things. Um, but for now, there's just one more thing to say, Jim. Oh, one more thing you say. Um, Indeed. What would that be? Oh, it would be cut to black. Oh, shit. I'm-